Birds, the podcast where we learn the art of birding by ear together. I'm Allison. And I'm Mark. And the bird for this week's episode is the dark-eyed junco. Yay! Yay, juncos! Before we dive into the bird, though, I thought since it's the first episode that it might be a good idea to just kind of briefly cover who we are and why we're doing this podcast. Uh, yeah, we um, are amateur birders. We are not experts. Not experts. We've actually only been doing this for about a year. And it actually started because we were really bored during COVID and needed something to keep us sane. And it's been great for that. But one of the things that we've kind of figured out is as nice as it would be to be able to identify birds just by their songs or calls, that's actually kind of tough. Yeah, they all sound like the same when you are first starting out. Yeah. And another thing that we've learned, even in our brief time birding, is that something that helps with that is having an actual conversation or discussion about a bird's call. The ones that we've talked about, either laughing about, saying what they sound like, reading about them in the guidebooks and wondering how the heck they decided to spell the sound that way. Those are the bird calls that actually stuck well enough to start to be able to ID them by ear. So we want to do that more with more birds, and we'd love to invite you all into this conversation too so that you can learn to bird by ear. Yeah, rather than just pulling up an app and having a bird call go in one ear out the other, we thought it might be nice to ride along in a conversation and maybe, hopefully, it'll help your memory form better as well. So we're going to be looking at birds in the Pacific Northwest For first. season one. Yeah. Um, because those are the birds we're most familiar with because that's where we're podcasting from. So season one, we're going to cover birds of the Pacific Northwest. And episode one, we're going to cover the dark-eyed junco. Why don't you briefly describe the dark-eyed junco before we dive into its calls? So it's actually a type of sparrow. I didn't realize that until today. Yeah, one of the sparrows that doesn't have sparrow in its name kind of makes it harder to yeah, realize. Yeah, maybe it's just the sparrow family. But it's got a black hood. It's in sort of grayscale. Um, it has some markings, and it has sort of a peachy-colored beak. It is one of those birds that has markings. I, I know, I know. Um, you guys can Google what it looks like. Yeah, we're not here to help you ID birds by sight. We're here to help you ID birds by call. Call or song. Yeah. So let's, let's listen. get to the bird calls. Yeah. yeah. Let's listen to the call. This is what they call its trill song. Okay. What you just heard was two males singing back and forth to each other. So what's a trill? That's a great question because before doing the research for the show, even though I knew what the Dark Eyed Junko's song sounded like, I didn't actually know the different song types. And there's a great article on earbirding that talks about the four basic song patterns and it kind of breaks them up into a quadrant. There's two distinctions. Do the notes in the song repeat or not? Are they unique? And then did the notes occur so rapidly that you can't count them or slow enough that you could count them if you wanted to? And that's kind of like a rule of thumb. It's not like a precise, obviously, how fast can you count? It's not a precise art, but it's an interesting rule of thumb. So a trill falls into that lower right quadrant of notes that repeat and they're too fast to count. I hear that. Yeah. So the same note 
repeated rapidly. That's a trill. One of the other quadrants, we're not going to talk about all four of them on this episode, but I thought it would be interesting to play the other type of song where the notes are too fast to count. So both of the quick ones you're going to play. Both of the quick ones. Just so we can hear the difference between one that repeats and one that's yeah. sort of all over the place. Yeah. So the other type of song with the notes that are too fast to count is called a warble. And each of those notes change. So they're kind of unique. So we have a sample of the song for House Finch, which is not a trill. It's a warble. So let's listen. Um, that reminds me of like erasing something from a board that's like squeaky or like cleaning a window <laughs> or a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> but you could kind of hear while that was playing that the, the notes weren't the same. It wasn't uniform. You know, if we play the jungle call again. Each of those notes, you know, even though they're very rapid, they're the same. They repeat. Yeah, um, I hear it. Unlike the warble of the house finch. So that's the difference between a trill song and a warble. The Junko trills. It trills. Sibley's, if you're not familiar with Sibley's, it's uh, probably our favorite guidebook. Yeah, you describes, should get the book. Yes. Describes trilled songs as a rapid series of very short phrases at a steady pitch with almost non-existent pauses between each phrase. And in our brain, the sound runs together to form a continuous trill. Yeah, so I think this trill we were noticing when we were going on our walks and looking at birds and things, it was very distinctive compared to a lot of the other tweeting that was happening. And what helped us remember was realizing it sounds like a car. Yeah. What is it, like a belt slipping? The belt slipping on a car. So this, this I before I even knew what bird was making this noise, uh, I remember hearing it and thinking, wow, that bird sounds like the sound that happens when the a car belt slips. I remember growing up and having older cars and I would have to listen to the belt slip on them often. Do you have any experiences with... So with I didn't even know, like, you had to tell me the phrase belt slipping. I'm just like, oh, that sounds like a car that's having problems. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, but it elicits that that yeah. idea. It reminds you of a car. Yeah, and when you listen to it, it's specifically in, in this recording, you know, like I said earlier, there's two males singing back and forth to each other. The second male in this, the second call, the return song, is the one that really triggers those memories for me for some reason. Listen to it again. I can I, almost see the car. There's I can like almost a see the car talking to a car. <laughs> yeah. So that's the trill song of the dark-eyed junko. The next song that we wanted to talk about is the spring warbling song. In early spring, they do have a different song that's more of a warble than it is a trill. So let's listen to that. So what the heck was that? I, all I hear is a dry erase marker like on a board just going different directions now. That one's tough for me because there's it's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of different noises happening kind of in rapid succession. But I like the first thing that I will no notice now 
after having done the research for this episode, is that it's a warble, that, that, that those notes, even though they were coming in rapid succession at times, they weren't monotonous. They weren't the same tone over and over again. They, they were changing rapidly. And it was still pretty fast, though. And it was so still pretty know. fast. Let's, let's listen to it again. So we learned a thing. So we learned a thing. Yeah. The difference between a warble and a trill. High five. A warble and a trill. High five. You can't see it, but we just pretended to give each other a high five. (laughs) Yeah, but he left me hanging. (laughs) So the spring spring warbling song. Uh, The other thing to note about this is that it's usually quieter than the trill song. So the, the trill song that we listened to first, that can be heard from like, hundreds of feet away. It's so loud. It like literally sounds like a car because it's so loud. Yeah. And the the spring warbling song typically is much quieter, you know, where you're talking about something like 40 feet away type of volume level. Next, let's listen to their call uh, because this is another one that has a very distinctive sound to me. It elicits a specific thing. Let's listen. So that's their just normal call. It's not, it's not a song. They, they, they're oftentimes will just make it for like all the time, like all the time. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, if you're around Jungos, um, often you'll, you'll realize that they, they do that all the time, which makes them easy to recognize. And that makes me feel, um, good about myself that I could hear the Junko before I saw him. Yeah. The various guidebooks, they'll, spell this one describe this one differently i i, I think sibley's calls it a a stip they, they often mention the metallic sound of it uh which i kind of hear but the thing for me that beyond anything that immediately helps me recognize this is it sounds like two marbles hitting each other yeah and once i heard that that's all i can hear it's just marbles all the time. Clicky, Versus clacky. like chips that other birds might make that don't yeah. have that like bodied like marble on marble yeah. sound. So let's listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, someone just lost a bunch of marbles. Yeah, I can't hear a chirp anymore. It's all clicking. Um, but that's great to be able to to have that one locked in because now... Um, our little neighboring juncos, uh, I can find them without even seeing them. Yeah, I really enjoy going for walks in the neighborhood and hearing the juncos talk to each other because, you know, in winter, they flock together into like sparsely wooded areas like suburbs Mm -hmm. and they're constantly calling and singing back and forth to each other. And so going on walks around the neighborhood, I mean, it's it's probably more uncommon for me not to be hearing Junkos singing or calling to each other than it is mm. to be hearing them. It's happening all the time. It's like a comforting thing, too, to be like, oh, I know you. Yeah. Yeah, you're my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the luster of, you know, the first time you ID a dark-eyed Junko is, you know, it's exciting. It's a new bird. And that kind of wears off if you're in an area like we are where they're super common, mm-hmm. you know, which is true of 
all common birds, I'm sure, but I really still appreciate juncos. Like, even though they're so common, they're also outgoing and, and loud and, or like they sing their songs so much. Yeah, they're out. They're not hiding from you. It's great to be able to see them interacting. And I think it was last spring, maybe summer. I can't remember exactly when the males were just fighting a lot. Um, and not like scary violent, but lots of clicking and clacking and jumping up and sort of flying at each other in an exciting way, swirling all around. Like they almost, I almost got hit by two birds who were in a tussle basically because uh, they didn't care about me. They were really involved in their battle. Yeah. They oftentimes are involved with in their own little dramas and world. And it's kind of cool that they don't shy away from humans. Like, like some birds, they're just going about their thing. We did not cover all of the calls, the dark eyed junko or, or songs. Another thing that I kind of learned is like it can be overwhelming to kind of try to memorize too many things at once. So mm. we kind of tried to focus on on the more common songs and calls. Yeah. But let's go through them one more time, starting with the trill song. Okay. And the next one that we covered was the spring warbling song. Let's listen to that. You know, it's almost like the caricature of a car alarm making a bunch of like different, like random noises. Like when you're going out of your way to portray a car alarm is super annoying. I'm hoping that as we cover more birds and specifically birds with warbling songs that we learn to differentiate a little bit better because that one's just tough for me. Yeah, warbling to me just kind of sounds like a conversation, like like very chitty chatty. And it's kind of cute that that's this is, you know, the birds in its casual mood when it's doing this chit chat and warbling. Yeah. And the last call that we covered was their just regular call. The marbles. Marbles clacking. Yeah. If you hear the marbles clacking or uh, the belt slipping, you probably have a junko around you. Probably. But that is a great transition to the last segment that we wanted to cover, which was comparing and contrasting it with similar calls. We're not going to go over all of the similar calls. There are a bunch of trill songs and Sibley's actually has a decent article on Eastern trilled songs and how to differentiate. But we're going to focus since this season, we're talking about the Pacific Northwest, wanted to focus on similar birds that we might encounter here in the Pacific Northwest. And the first one is the chipping sparrow. What does it sound like? Well, let's listen. (laughs) 
sounds like a space gun. <laughs> it does. It's, it's often described as being more mechanical than the Dark Eyed Junko Call. The Dark Eyed Junko Call is said to be more musical. The, the sample that, we, that I grabbed here, there's more of a difference you can kind of hear. Sometimes the Chipping Sparrow Call is very similar to the Dark Eyed Junko, like some of the samples that, that we listen to. Is but that just like the bird's personality, how they like, like to talk? That's a great question and probably something that we should answer in a future episode because uh, I don't want to just make up an answer, yeah. but I'd love to go look and find one. Learn with us. Learn with us. <laughs> Sometime in an upcoming episode, we'll explain and answer the question that Allison just asked. All right. <laughs> but to talk, get back to the Chipping Sparrow, uh, the call, yeah, it's described as more mechanical than the Dark Eye Jungle. Dark Eye Jungle's said to be more musical. Um it's really hard to capture that musicality in a trill song when the notes are so rapidly repeated. Our brains kind of fill it in. Birds are able to hear quicker, so they can they they don't have the same uh, constraints that we have. They don't. So they're, they're like fast listeners or something. They're fast listeners, and they they can actually hear the 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 musicality better of each note we kind of, our brains kind of fake it and it just kind of blends together. But yeah, more musical. And the Dark Eyed Junko call is slower, supposedly. Uh, okay. So let's compare the two and see if we can hear any musicality difference between the two. Okay. Which are, first, we, are you like testing me or which one are you doing first? I feel like it's a pretty easy test. Do you want to be tested? Yes. All right. I'm not going to tell you which one I'm doing first. Okay. That's the first one. And that's the second one. Okay, yeah, the Junko was definitely first. Yeah. And then someone had a laser gun in the, the last clip. Yeah, I don't hear a car. I don't hear a car in the last Which one. is ironic because it's supposed to be the more mechanical, the more machine-like of the two. Yeah, weird. It almost sounds like an insect. Yeah. But that's not our bird. Not let's, our bird. Let's, let's finish off listening to our bird. Yeah. You can kind of hear the notes like changing pitch on just like a little bit. And I think that might be when they say more musical and, you know, even though it's a trill, so it's repeated within the note itself, even though the notes repeat, the note's not completely monotonous. And you can kind of hear that, right, a little bit. Listen to the Junko again. And now listen to the Chipping Sparrow. It doesn't have that like salt. Like, there's no. Pitch. Yeah, this one's like flatter, right? Flatter, yeah. Yeah, we're not um, sound experts either, or musicians. So yeah. most of what we just said was probably absurd. Yeah, well, you know, we're just regular folks. We're just regular folks <laughs> trying to learn how to bird bite ear. 
<laughs> um, all I can do is um, imagine the Junko trying to drive away in his car. Like, <laughs> that's what I see. Because he just made off with someone's marbles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, we hope this helps you. Yeah. Um, the, remember these calls. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly going to help us because yeah. I definitely am going to picture Junko's driving away now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The other bird to compare and contrast it with is the American goldfinch. So the spring warbling song, which if you recall, is this one. can sometimes be said to sound like the American goldfinch. I don't want to go too far into distinguishing warbling calls in this episode because uh, it's just the first one out the gate. But it is something to note for future reference that the American goldfinch is said to have a similar song. Yeah, and I I think, you know, warbles kind of sound like warbles and they're probably tougher to distinguish, but if you've got the the clacking marbles and the um the, the trilling, trilling belt, trills. Yeah. I think um at least for us, sometimes there's just a lot of tweeting that might be, you know, from more than one bird. We don't know if it's coming from one or a bunch and it's blending, but when you hear these sounds, it's just so distinctive and clear that um it in my mind, it's been more helpful than trying to figure out the other nuanced calls. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that does it for episode one. Thank you for coming along with us on this journey. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. And hopefully you'll start to hear, if you haven't already, dark-eyed juncos around you and to be able to, to identify them just by ear.